The snow had begun to descend in thick, icy flakes, driving into their faces cold and clinging, obscuring the path along the riverbank and adding another coating to the already whitened landscape. The low mountains that surrounded them on both sides of the river seemed to vanish under the white shroud, for they already had several weeks of snow lying on them. There was no sound of birds, wisely taking shelter, or of other animals. The heathland and trees were silent, and even their footsteps made no noise, for the snow was thick and soft beneath. Only the great river to their right announced its presence with a constant rumble as it cut its tumultuous path through the white surroundings. Is it far? The tall, bearded man who was leading the way did not pause in his measured stride. Not far, he called, without turning his head. It was not the first time that his companion, hurrying in his footsteps, had asked the question since they had left the little settlement. The second man was slightly built, and roughly thirty years of age, wrapped in the dark brown woolen robes of a religieux. The response from his burly guide, clad in a warm badger's fur hunting cloak, was always the same as they trudged along the river path. It was late afternoon. Just before the scenery had been obscured by the snowfall, the religio had been gazing anxiously at the grey snow clouds covering the sky to the east. They had been darkening ominously above the low range of mountains, and told of the approach of the end of the day, as well as the oncoming snow. Will we be there before dark? he asked anxiously, trying to wipe away the flakes that hung from his eyebrows and lids. The light was now completely distorted, and the cold had grown intense. Before dark, confirmed his guide. Then the man suddenly chuckled, a deep, throaty sound, and added, Do not worry, little brother. Surely your God will protect you in such a place, even after nightfall. I am anxious to be able to see the place, that is all. The other's reply came stiffly. A strange place for one of your faith to want to see, the guide observed. The religio did not answer. The guide shrugged philosophically. It was not his business why this foreign pilgrim had requested his services as a guide. Well, in truth, it had been old Father Adewald who had engaged his services for the foreigner. Father Adewald was the aged priest at the chapel dedicated to the Blessed Martin. He was regarded as the leader of the small settlement called Bingium, on the banks of the great river Rhinos. He had told Hunerich that he knew no more than that this man had arrived early that morning. The foreigner had come downriver in one of the hardy trading barges, stepped ashore, and sought the services of a guide. He had been directed to Father Adewald, who, in turn, had asked Hunerich to take the new arrival where he wanted to go. Hunerich had a reputation as a local hunter who knew every centimetre of the forests and mountains along the banks of the river. He had several times surreptitiously examined the foreign religio, trying to work out where he came from. The pilgrim had arrived from the south, that he knew. His face was suntanned, in spite of it being late winter. 
but the man did not sound or look like someone from those southern Mediterranean climes. There were freckles on his cheeks, and his hair, so far as Hunerich could see, was the colour of copper. The stranger spoke fluent Latin, which was their only common language, albeit a refined and archaic form compared to the rough colloquial language that Hunerich used when trading with the Gauls.